my faithful and loyal readers and listeners, welcome to another segment of Verse of the Day. Today's verse comes from 2 Chronicles 7, 13-14, and it says, When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, command locusts to devour the land, or send a plague among my people. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, and I will hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. These two well-known verses from Second Chronicles are God's response to Solomon's prayer, dedication to the temple in Jerusalem, and he has just built for God. And God's response, he says that in times of more decline and lack of spiritual concern, and sometimes judges his people through drought, disease, economic collapse, or by withholding certain blessings. God's promise to hear, respond, and intervene, though originally given to Israel, applies to his people, every generation, who meet the following four conditions. To bring spiritual revival and purpose and restore blessings, believers must first humble themselves. God's must recognize their failures and abilities to choose sorrow for their sin and their commitment to follow God's desires, plans, and purposes. Humbling oneself means recognizing one's spiritual poverty and desperate need for God's mercy. The second thing is pray. God must desperately call on Him for mercy. He must completely trust and depend on Him for help. The prayer must come from a faithful heart. And we must continue to call out to God until He answers. And thirdly, we have to seek His face or seek His face, seek my face. God's people must turn toward God and seek God's presence with passion. To do this, they must do this. They must not do this for selfish reasons or simply to avoid difficulty or disaster, but so that they can fulfill His purposes and advance His kingdom. The last thing they have to do, we have to do is turn from our wicked ways. God's people must genuinely repent and turn back or make a complete change from going their own way and resisting the will of God. This involves confessing and forsaking specific sins and anything that has taken priority over God. It also means depending on God for mercy, forgiveness, and spiritual cleansing. People who are determined to maintain their commitment to God through times of national spiritual rebellion and they should pray that God might inspire widespread spiritual revival through His faithful followers. When God's four conditions for spiritual revival and restoration are met, then God's three-part promise of revival will be fulfilled. So the first thing God promises is that God will not be angry with His people. Instead, He will listen to their desperate prayers. The first evidence of revival is that God begins to answer prayer and respond with compassion towards His followers. And the second thing is God will forgive His people and cleanse them spiritually. He'll restore His favor, presence, peace, truth, and power among them. And the third thing, God will heal and refresh His people spiritually. He will pour out the Holy Spirit in order to bring His spiritual awakening among His people and spiritual salvation among those who do not yet know Him. He will refresh 
information there in the land. Like in pouring out rain or spiritual favor and blessing. So for more information, you can see the blog post entitled If God's People. Or you can visit Amazon.com and search for If God's People to purchase the, my book based on today's passage. So that concludes our verse of the day segment. Now we're going to move on to another installment of our segment, Advent Day Journey to Christmas. And today's topic is the King above all kings. So today's passage for today comes from Psalm 72 and 72, 1 through 14. I'm not going to read it. If you want to read it, you can go back and read it yourself. <clears throat> but Psalm 72 begins with King David praying for his son Solomon to become a great king for the nation of Israel. As the psalm continues, David begins dreaming of the perfect king. Prophesying will be true with the reign of Jesus. Over 950 years before the birth of Jesus, David saw the endless rule of the king of kings. This king would be known for his compassion and his rescue of the needy and distraught. He would defeat oppression and violence. It would be, also ob- it would be obvious that his people were precious to him. For these reasons, David declared that all kings would bow down to him, and all nations would serve him. David recognized the deep compassion and care for God's people, as well as, well as warring against and forever defeating oppression, were the signs of a perfect king. One whose moral judgment and selflessness would never compromised. In addition to being the moment the Savior came into the world, Christmas marked the beginning of the legacy of eternity the greatest king. Jesus will continue to reign long after the kings and kings of this world pass away, and we will get to live under the covering of his perfect love forever. As I honor you as my king, as the king of my life, here on earth and throughout eternity, I can't wait to experience the purity of your leadership as the brokenness of this world falls away. Thank you for coming to earth and giving your journey to the throne among us. I'm so grateful you care for me deeply and will always advocate for me as my king. I love you and submit myself to you, to your perfect ways. <laughs>